Welcome to the Think Rural podcast, sponsored by the Texas Social Media Research Institute and the Rural Communication Institute at Tarleton State University. Here's today's episode. Welcome. Today's topic is attracting and retaining teachers to rural areas. Today we have Esmeralda, Anna, myself, Lauren, and Dr. Edwards. So to kick it off, our first question is, what do you think is the biggest challenge to attracting teachers to small towns? Let's start with you, Anna. Um, I think that one of the uh, biggest challenges to attracting teachers to small towns would be, I mean, just thinking back to my own experiences, generally the teachers that I had, and again, I graduated with 32 kids, were actually people that were from the town. So they had ties to the hometown. There were not a lot of uh, new people coming in. So I think part of the issues outside of, you know, pay and things like that would, could be how sometimes hometowns and small towns can be very cliquish. And if you don't already have that family and kind of community built in, so to speak, within the community, you could, I could see how you could have feelings of being an outsider or it being tough to break in and really get comfortable and establish roots. I agree. I never knew how, I guess, tight-knit small towns are. Sometimes you kind of see it in um, TV shows. I'm watching Big Little Lies. That's my current guilty pleasure. But you get to see, like, the <laughs> small town, like, how they're kind of, like, a little, everyone's close. And even in schools, um, you know, the kids are close and the teachers are close. And I can imagine sometimes how hard that is being a new person um, and coming, to, coming into that, even as a teacher. So our second question is, what do you think is the biggest advantage for districts attracting teachers to a small town? Esmeralda, what do you think about that? I think one of the advantages is that, as we said, everybody's close. So you get to know, have like a personal, uh, know everybody, be a family. Uh, also, sometimes uh, being in smaller cities, uh, rural areas, uh, sometimes like the pay is uh, more better just depending on the area so that could be an advantage agreed I think um, I would say also smaller classes may be a good advantage for teachers in a district just um, the teachers can have more of a personal relationship with their students and more one-on-one -on -one. Uh, which I think really helps a lot of students. Some people can't function in big classrooms. I know growing up, some of my classrooms were like 30 plus students and you would kind of have to make time and meet with your teachers to really, if you had questions and you know have a personal relationship. So I think that's a good advantage too. Our next question is, what are some of the challenges teachers face in small towns? What do you think, Dr. Edwards? Okay, so I'm speaking from experience. Well, <laughs> But being in a small town um, and, you know, I've always lived in, in smaller towns all of my life and it was very interesting. You know, you work all day and then, you know, you go to go grocery shopping at Brookshire's or whatever the um, small town, um, you know, are in that area. It was Kroger. But then you would see the same people that you disciplined, the, the you know, a few minutes before at the um, you know, within the, the, um, 
grocery store. And so that was, you know, you kind of want to enjoy your grocery shopping experience or your experience at Walmart, but then, you know, you're still around the, the teachers and the, their students or their children. And, you know, you're having to ask to answer questions about Johnny's behavior at school and things of that nature. So that was a, a very big challenge when you want to just debrief from the day. And then also, um, one thing I'm discovering now that even in Nacogdoches, Texas, and I'm saying that because I drove all the way to Nacogdoches to go to Staples, um, many of our large retailers are not, um, they're, they're moving out of the small towns. And so like Staples and, you know, that was a, a mainstay when I attended Stephen F. Austin. And, you know, now where do you go to get school supplies for, you know, your small town? Or where do you go to, um, I was asking, you know, a few of my teacher friends and they were basically saying that they need command strips and they need dry erase markers. And I'm like, if not for Walmart and the Dollar Tree or Dollar General, where do you go to get that, you know, that type of stuff for your classroom to make sure your students have the same experience as students in Fort Worth and Dallas and Houston. So that's another challenge, I think. I, I have a, to add on to that, and I think just in uh, this is Anna teaching in general. I, my mom was actually a um, a high school teacher, and I have several friends that went into the teaching profession. And I know one of the two things really that stuck out for me was even at my young age of thirty and uh, not being in my career very long, I already make ten to fifteen grand more than my mom made when she retired, and she taught her entire life so I think I mean you can't underestimate the the pay is just not there and that these teachers they go home and their day doesn't end at 3 30 they've still got a grade they've got to create content for their courses and then uh, another one I, I think needs to be said uh, is I have a had a friend that she had to pay for her substitute teacher for maternity leave because if they don't plan to have their baby in the summer when school's out um they you know they can use their sick days of course but once you run out of that they have to pay, it comes out of their pay for the substitute teacher so the maternity leave is just horrendous and I just could not even believe that in the U.S. that that was a thing until she told me and I was just like I can't even imagine you know not that maternity leaves that great across the U.S. in general but you know that's pretty outrageous. Wow. Wow. I agree. Um, that's really sad to hear that um, she had to go through that because I can imagine you're already worrying about bringing a baby into this world and so you have to pay to have your class taken care of while you're going through that experience. So um, wow, that's that's insane. Thank you, Anna, for shining a light on that and thank you, Dr. Edwards, for um, letting us know about your experience. So wrapping up our last question, how can communities better support our teachers? I really have um, seen a lot of different things recently with like teachers being more vocal about when they need school supplies or if they need you know, things for the classroom and posting their, um, I think Amazon shop list mm -hmm. is what I've been seeing. So I've just seen a lot of like people, you know, donate to teachers. Um, one of my friends is a teacher and I know last year like one of her students uh, parents just randomly gave her a gift throughout the year just saying like thank you we appreciate you um, and just 
you know, I think it's nice that teachers are starting maybe a little to get that recognition a little bit better. Um, Cause I know it's not an easy job. They basically, you know, help not raise, but kind of raise your kids. Um, they're with them almost 40 hours a week. So I can imagine just, you know, the bonding, um, the experience they have with those kids, but I know it's not always easy being 20 kids in classroom to one person. So I think really just saying, you know, appreciating teachers and allowing them to get a, you know, a thank you and we, we really treasure you is big enough or is a step forward. Do you guys have any um, comments? Uh, when you were talking about the Amazon list, I don't know uh, how many of our listeners listen to Texas um, music, but each year before the school year starts, uh, the Texas country music artists, they call it troubadours for teachers. And so it's their goal to, um, I'm not sure how the submission and the selection process is, but to complete all the Amazon lists that they can for teachers. Um, so that's one fundraiser that they do that's, that's tied to that. Oh, wow. Cool. And I'm just thinking about, you know, just on the fly, guys, but, um, you know, last year we did our social media conference focused on like educators and teachers and many of them joined us from small towns. But I'm just wondering is, you know, could we provide more professional development for teachers to learn about things like social media or, you know, some other items that can help them navigate their classroom and communication with parents. Because, I mean, we, we, we're we in the, the social media realm every single day. And, you know, perhaps some teachers can benefit from the knowledge that we've been very fortunate to gain for uh, and apply that to their classroom. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, at school, is beginning to start back up. We just wanna say we appreciate all the teachers out there and that everyone will have a great first week coming up um, and a great school year. We just wanna thank you guys for listening today. Don't forget to follow us on social media and please like and share our podcast. Thank you guys.